Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 561, recorded live on June 10th, 2018. And here are your hosts, the man who's not going to not be watching E3 Live, Dave Play. Hey! And the man who ain't got time for that, Andy Lohai. Wait, so you're also not watching it live? Yes, I am also not. I ain't, I ain't got time for that. So I'm I'm not the man who's not watching it. We both are not watching it live. Yes. In fact, of the two of us, I'm more likely to be the one to actually watch it live. Yes. But you opened by saying I'm the one that won't be. Yes. You, then you I realize also... when you when you start like that, it, it's supposed to be some sort of contrast between the two of them. Yeah, I didn't use. Sorry, my apologies. Okay, um, just because you're making me look like I'm like not caring or paying attention. You're like, oh yeah, Dave's not going to watch E3. You're like, well, neither are you. Yeah, no, I'm. Uh, yeah, no. I I I don't have time for that, especially with my boss coming next week. Your boss is coming next week. Yes. Oh, so. You know, I got I got to make everything look pretty. We we we've been tearing out a lot of wiring. Oh my god, all the wiring that you know isn't in use. My uh my favorite bit actually was the um there was uh eight eight Ethernet runs going from okay. the basement server room that were not punched down or anything or plugged into anything. There's not there. Mm-hmm. Oh no, sorry. There was four four Ethernet runs coming out of the the server room downstairs in the basement. And they go up a separate pipe up to the 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 attic roof area. Okay. I go up there and there's actually eight cords coming out of the pipe. Huh. And I'm like, hmm. There's four so, going into the pipe, which I know aren't being used. There's eight coming eight out coming of the pipe. Out. <laughs> where do pipe? Uh, where do cords come from? I don't know. So I just started pulling. Yeah, all yeah. eight of them uh, were not in use. Not even, like, punched down or anything, no ends on them, just eight wires. Maybe so they, were, they, they were put in there for, like, well, someday we might need these. Yes, but they were not long enough to actually, somebody cut them off, like, in the pipe or, you know, at the edge of the pipe or something. But they, they were non-existent coming out of the pipe. They were too short for the pipe. Yes. So, so I don't even know how in, they got in there. Someone right? put in... Well, I mean, you, you just drop it in, don't you? I don't think the physics would have allowed it with the size of the pipe and the amount of wires. So anyway, yeah. So I've got these eight wires that aren't going anywhere. They're in yeah. their own separate conduit tube up in the ceiling. So they're not even in the major run that we've got. They're in their own yeah. separate tube. They have zero use. They have zero use. Uh, so I have to figure out where the heck the other end of this tube is. <laughs> So I'm going through the bay. I'm going upstairs into there, and it turns out it's not actually one continuous tube. It's actually two tubes, and they've got a, a slight bend in it. So I wouldn't have been able to pull from one end or the other because the bend in the tube would have, you know, not allowed them to really been pulled easily. Okay. So I pull them halfway through all eight of these things, and then I go and hunt down the other half of it, which ends with right next to a nice big four-inch conduit tube that we use for our main network switch. So they're in their own conduit tube next to the one that they're supposed to be in, but they're not in there. And then I start, you know, digging around in the insulation. Yeah, all all but three of these weren't even punched down. They were a little just coiled up and sitting on top of the false ceiling. <laughs> on the plus side, free network cable. Well, it, it's cat uh, five, and I'm not putting anything in lower than cat six in the uh, building anymore. So cable to you could use as wiring? 
uh, mainly it's just going to get recycled with all the rest of the stuff. Because I don't know its quality. I don't know, you know, when it was installed. Yep. It's 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 things like that just, like, blow my mind. It's like, what was the purpose of this? Why did nobody use it? Why did nobody remove it when they put the new <laughs> stuff in? Why was know. it even put there in the first place? <laughs> yeah. Your your work your office build I I'm picturing your office building more and more every week as just a maze of wires. Yes. Yes it is. Your job is to follow the wires. Yes, yes it is. And I've been but slowly like, just That's all that's at your office. It's not that it actually is a radio station or anything. It's like it's just a a building that is a maze of wires. <laughs> yep. And it's not even that. It's like a multi-layer cake of wires. Why is why is it a cake of wires? Well, because you know there are some wires. Because the um, the building originally wasn't a radio station; it was a headquarters for something. So you have that original layer of just a normal office building wiring set up a certain way. Yeah. Then a radio station moved in and did some of their wiring. But but why a cake? Like because it's layered or yeah? Like, no, there's there's stacked or. There's some no. wires that are, you know, above the... F- there are some wires, you know, running certain ways in the basement. Right. There are other wires, you know, going through conduit tubes, you know, like in main runs up in the roof. There are other okay. ones that are, you know, uh, below the insulation and above the false ceiling run. So, yeah, there, there could be multiple layers of where the wires are running in the building. It's just... It, it's weird to me that your analogy for layers is cake. Well, what what should I what should I do? Call it a, a seven layer dip? <laughs> uh, it's like no. a parfait. A parfait. Everybody loves a parfait. I think parfaits would have been better. Nobody's gonna say, "Hey, man, you want a parfait?" And be like, "No, I'm good." Everybody loves parfaits. Andy. Yeah. I'm sorry, my friend. You cannot do an Eddie Murphy impression. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> You you can do certain impressions. Eddie Murphy is not one of them. Nope. No, I cannot. And I'm okay with that. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm sorry for your, your struggles at work. The continued adventures of Andy's office. Yep. But you know, gotta make progress sooner or later. Yes. Well, especially with your boss coming into town. Yes. That that was the, the impetus for tracking down this conduit of, of useless cable? Yes. Cool. Yes, it was. So, yeah, no, it's uh, slowly working on it. Because it's one of those things where it's like, okay, you know, I want to label and organize everything, but I don't want to label and organize things that are not needed or in use. So I've got to kind of just, you know, tear everything out, get down to the bare bones, and then start working your way back up again, labeling and organizing, right? Sure. I guess, yes, labeling and organizing. Right, so yeah, so I don't, I don't have time to watch the E3 stuff. I'll, I'll just watch the recaps. Yeah. The videos of, Which, like, you know, the, everything the, you like, missed in the EA announcement in five minutes. The Oh, bless the people who edit those down to just, like, five minutes long. Although there's always little things to get from the full version, right? Just how things are presented. Remember when um, Microsoft announced the Kinect and then Sony came out and, like, yeah. Ah, uh, we have motion control too. Um, here's a demo. <laughs> it was something that they like had thrown together the night before. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they clearly had been working on it for a long time, but like they were not ready to present it. Any you know predictions the, for this year? What? Any big predictions for this year? Well, one of them has already come true because I'm sitting there thinking, how long before you know? 
Battlefield gets a Battle Royale mode. And Were you behold, really thinking that, Andy? Were you really thinking about Battlefield getting a Battle Royale mode? I was thinking of Battlefield and Call of Duty needed that. Okay. And lo and behold, because EA's uh, E3 thing happened last night. Um, yes, it did. <laughs> Battlefield Five um, brings the series back to World War II and has a Battle Royale format mode called Royale. Yep. Too little, too late. Right? So, like, yeah, that's a... Can they, they can't compete with Fortnite and uh, PUBG, PUBG right now. No. There's, there's no way. Like, he's too well-established by now. But the Battlefield, you know, has a big fan base. It does. It does. That's fair. There's a new Star Wars game coming out. There is. What is It's a... Uh, uh, shoot. Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. And it's by Bad Robot, right? Uh, no. no. Respawn. Respawn. That's the one. I saw a bad robot on our topics list earlier. That's right. Uh, yeah, we. I, I don't know much about it, though. Like, do you? Was there anything? Uh, it's uh, not much was talked about it, but uh, EA said on their Twitter that it will be an original Star Wars story around a surviving Padawan set shortly after the events of Episode 3. Hmm. A surprising number of Jedi seem to have survived the Emperor uh, and Order 66. <laughs> Like well, a universe lot is more. A, it's a gr- it's a great big universe. Yeah, and we're all uh, really puny. EA announced another game. Oh, they announced a Command and Conquer mobile game. Oh, yeah, that's that sounds about right. You know what's really funny though? What the general reaction of the world to this game? Uh, is about the same as what you just did. To the point of which the YouTube video, the announcement trailer, yeah, has 287 likes, 10,000 dislikes. Oh, no, 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 no. It, you you got to reload that page now. I just reloaded it. Oh, I've got a Command & Conquer Rivals official reveal trailer at 1,000 likes and 24,000 dislikes. Oh, I'm looking at the official gameplay overview. Oh, <laughs> yeah it's it's getting kind of creamed online mostly because it's garbage yep i love the the top comment on the official reveal trailer is cnc r.i.p yep that's just uh yeah people are saying like ea should be embarrassed about this how dare they Oh, gameplay overview. Oh, you're right. Here it is. Yeah, the gameplay overview one. Yep. Yeah, 287 likes, 10,000 dislikes. Yep. This is an embarrassment. This is uh, EA just making a money grab. This is a joke on loyal fans. Just no. Like, one. so, yeah, someone here is calling something out. In the, in the gameplay trailer, it's like, you can choose from any of these... Um, commanders to to be to help you in your whatever and on on nod you can choose this one chick who's nod's propaganda uh person you can choose seth and you can choose kane seth betrayed kane in the very first game i why i just i just don't know why yep well, no, we know why. Come on. Yeah. Money, 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 money. This is like taking a dead loved one, turning it into a puppet, and making them dance for money. Seeing what EA has done to the CNC franchise hurts me to the core. Shame on you. Oh. Well, we'll see what the other uh, 
E3 announcements are going to be. The worst part is this game is probably still going to make them an incredible amount of money. Well, it's it's a free to play mobile game, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. 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 So it'll probably make them a ton of money. <sighs> right. So uh, other video game news. What do we got? Here? Um, I mean, there's oh, yeah. So bound yeah. to be some bad robot yeah. teaming up with Tencent to open up bad robot games bad robot is jj abrams movie studio right yes or not just movie but production studio they did tv as well yes okay the studio plans to work with existing developers to create both large and indie scale projects for mobile pc and console uh, Bad Robot will uh, lend its world-building and storytelling expertise, in-house creative directors, and network of visual artists, musicians, sound designers, writers, and other world-class talents. So, yeah, because, you know, everybody um, who <coughs> is not a video game developer and tries to get into video games really does it well. Granted, he is teaming up with Tencent, so, you know. So there's a, 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 a wealth, then... Yes. I mean, he's not exactly short on money. I wonder who approached whom on this team up and like what the point was. Was it they wanted certain IPs and so they approached Bad Robot? Was it that Abrams said, I want to make video games? I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, it doesn't say. No, no, it doesn't. But it's still just I, I don't know. To this point, the company's biggest excursion into game, into the games industry has been Spy Jinx, a multi-platform game developed in collaboration with Cheer Entertainment. The project was announced in 2015 and is still in development. So, yeah. Spy Jinx? Spy Jinx. Uh-huh. They teamed up with Epic Games on that one, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Just, yeah. I don't, I don't know where to go from there, Andy. <laughs> uh, oh, I know where we can go there. Uh, we can go to the fact that no matter what they build, yeah. they'll be able to list it on Steam. <laughs> oh, Valve. Sometimes I, I I don't quite get it. Like, we argued the other day of whether or not Valve is a games company. Yes. And like let's let's call it yes that they are. But even if they even if we call it yes they are, they are also a games distribution company, right? They're this games platform. They are Steam, and they they fail at doing that at every turn. How like I? How is it still the number one like way to distribute games on a PC when they keep making tear? Like, granted, they have no win situations, so like I can't fault them for this, but. They're they're re-examining their approach to filtering content on Steam. Their approach being, we aren't going to filter it. Nope. They uh, said, uh, we've decided that the right approach is to allow everything onto the Steam store, except for things that we decide are illegal or straight-up trolling. Which, you know, that whole, we decide are illegal bit, that's kind of vague yep and what the hell is straight up trolling so they're going with the amazon approach of anything is allowed <laughs> what's what's the assassin's creed everything is permitted nothing is forbidden yep yep that's uh, uh, 
Which, you know, this is kind of interesting that they're doing this way because, you know, before, because they had that, uh, they sent a, they sent the, the letter to the, those risque visual novel games. And then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, they, they kind of, you know, changed their tone. And finally they said, you know what? Forget it. Our guys can't even agree on what we're doing. So screw it. Everything's allowed. Yeah. (laughs) Valve shouldn't be the one deciding this. If you're a player, we shouldn't be choosing for you what content you can or can't buy. If you're a developer, we shouldn't be choosing what content you're allowed to create. Those choices should be yours to make. Our role should be to provide systems and tools to support your efforts to make these choices for yourself and to help you to do it in a way that makes you feel comfortable. My guess is they were like, well, shit, 30% cut. Thing we do is wrong. 30% cut. That's that's all I'm thinking. The house always wins. Yeah, pretty much. This game looks actually really fun. Which game? Uh, 40,000 Inquisitor Martyr. Where the heck did you get that game from? Uh, cause I opened Steam to look at, at what they were doing. Oh. And it's, it's, it popped up. But I, th- I think the reason that, you know, I think Steam this is, is still around is because there's nobody who's had a better idea yet. Well, like there's other people who have tried though. Yeah. Gog. Origin. Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle. Um... Ja, 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 shoot, there was one, there was like Galaxy or something, or was that, that was good old games. Yes, that was good old games. Uh-oh. Yeah, he's just upset that we're not in the room with him. Oh. Oh, yeah, he's taking his uh, first steps now. Cool. Good for him. Yep, yep, he's now upwardly mobile. Uh-oh. Well, not for for a few short distances. Yeah. <laughs> Upwardly mobile for like a couple steps. Yeah. But it's only going to get longer. Yep. 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 We cannot contain him any longer. We can only slow him down. Uh, I mean, gates are probably still pretty effective. Yes. Okay. So, yes, we can still contain him. <laughs> Actually, probably just like a couple of pieces of string would be pretty effective. <laughs> I don't know. He he's he's good at grabbing and pulling. He does the whole like shaking the uh, the gate thing. Yeah. So, I have a feeling if it was just string, he would shake the string. The string would you know fail. He'd be like, oh look at this, I'm free, I'm free. In in that tone, that yes. those words, yeah. Yes, in those exact words. Yeah. In his, in his head. <laughs> I. Andy, I don't think he has those words in his head yet. No, no, he doesn't. I don't think he has any words in his head. <laughs> Food. Well, granted, he's, he's doing some uh, baby sign language stuff. Yeah? Yeah, last night at dinner, uh, he was, because he, uh, they, they teach him that at daycare, uh, he was doing the um, uh, the the baby sign language for uh, milk. It's it's udders, right? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a hand squeeze thing. Yeah, because it's supposed to be squeezing udders. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's my one of my favorite like signs for for sign language. Well, it's universal. I mean, everybody, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you're a society that drinks milk, we have an idea of where it's coming from. Okay. So um, speaking speaking yep. of paradigm things, this is not on there. But supposedly, the next Assassin's Creed game might not actually have assassins in it. The the Greek one. Yeah. But wait. How is it Assassin's Creed without assassins? 
I don't know, but um, I, uh, hold on. I'm reading through the Forbes article here about the because there were some screenshots that were leaked. Okay, and people are I mean, going. We'll like, probably you know, hear more about it like later this weekend. Yes, most likely. Uh, it would seem then that the protagonist is on the side of the Spartans. Uh, Odyssey appears to take place hundreds of years before the events of Origins. What? Yeah. But why do they keep going backwards? I don't know. Origins so Origins was set in ancient Egypt around 47 BC, and it appears the, this game will take place during the War of Peloponnesian, which happened about 431 to 404 BC. So oh, this I, this game is happening before Assassin's Creed Origins. So it's before the Assassins started. Well, I didn't realize that Origins took place so late. I didn't either. Granted, like- I'm, I'm still in the middle of Black Flag is where my current situation is. Yeah, I I bought Origins, and it's on my computer, and I need to play it. Uh, I also bought Syndicate, and it's on my computer, and I need to play it. So let's see, Black Flags, Rogue, Unity, Syndicate, Origins. That's where I'm at. Five? Holy shnikes. <laughs> you have a lot of games to play, Andy. I ain't got time for that. Nope. I bought a PlayStation 4 Pro. What? 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 Why? What? what? Why? Because it was on super, super sale. <laughs> and because I want to play uh, Drake's Fortune. And I want to play... Um, so the Uncharted series, I want to play God of War. I want to play Horizon Zero Dawn. I bought PlayStation VR. I, I want to try all this stuff. I, I, I wish you luck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, also Detroit, uh, becoming human, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, okay. I've got some slight things with that game. <laughs> Since, Cause it's not actually Detroit. Yeah. It's not actually Detroit. I, I, I was reading some of the things on there and they talked about some, you know, factory that was in the middle of Dearborn and I'm like, no, there's no, there's no industrial complex in Dearborn yet. There will never be an industrial comp. Have you been to Dearborn? I, I have. Not in a little while, but I indeed have been there. Also, Laura wanted me to point out that uh, also because she wants a 4K Blu-ray player. Oh, well, hey, if you need to want a 4K, you got a 4K TV? Yeah. Oh. I, I mean, I think it's a joke, and I think that 4K is silly, but mostly because of the name. Yes, I know. Yeah, they switched the... They switched from, what was it, horizontal to vertical? Yep. Yeah. So instant doubling. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the industrial park in Dearborn. I mean, hey, could happen. Ford is out there. Yeah, they didn't put the, uh, they could have picked a better name for the hockey team in the game. What's what's the name for the hockey? What is, why isn't it the Red Wings? It's uh, My guess is probably because they couldn't get the, um, the, the licensing? Yeah. Hey, Red Wings, we'd like to use your name in a video game. Okay. Let's see, what do they call it? Detroit Become Human Hockey. Oh, where is it? The Orange Flyers. The hockey game, I guess, that's in the game is actually the Crown Coliseum in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And it was a um, special charity military game with teams from Fort Benning and Fort Bragg. Hmm, that's crazy. Also, Detroit Becoming Human, or Become Human, uh, has its own subreddit. Not surprised. No, not surprised at that one. What's it getting rated? The game? I don't know. 
Metacritic, 79%. So, yeah. Oh, and the new Spider-Man game also. Yes. I want to play that when it comes out. And Red Dead Redemption. It's a lot of Uh, games I want to play. (laughs) Yep. And I'm just sitting here playing Hearthstone and Marvel Puzzle Quest. Raising a son. Yes. You know, contributing to the growth of society and the human population. Yeah, I suppose. Just just that. NBD. Um, anyway, yeah, worth probably pointing out that Sony is doing this, like, E3 sale. <gasps> okay, yes? so... Uh, so I, you know, I saw the, I went to the Detroit human Reddit page and then I went back to the main homepage for Reddit, which I just, you know, I actually just recently cleared out my entire Reddit feeds Okay. and just pulled like the ones I'm actually interested in. So I, I removed pics, I removed funny, I removed like the big ones and actually like, you know, I'm doing Yeah. You made, you made Reddit usable. Yes. Okay. And I guess the restaurant that's just down the street is going to be closing after 44 years. Oh no. The restaurant will have its last day of business on Saturday, June 30th. Oh, damn. Uh, Great Lakes Shipping Company. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It surprised me, too. Sorry, Kate was interested in this. Yeah, no, I, I gathered that. I'm not sure people died out as much as they used to, says uh, the owner. I don't, that, that feels like they're trying to blame young people. Yeah. Which, by the way, are we still young people? I don't know. Cause yeah, so we we went to the Tigers game for our anniversary, right? Yeah, and you know I, I always keep score of the games, okay. and in the scorecard, yeah, they always list you know some of the player stats, including their birthdays, and it's just like how many second. of the players are younger than you? Uh, I, a large number actually. <laughs> I I still consider myself to be like. A young person, quote unquote. Okay, so average player age in Major League Baseball by team from the current, because, you know, baseball guys always have um, stats everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to guess what the average age is by baseball player? 26. You are, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Well, really? sorry, 28, 28.6. 28.6. Yes, okay. right now the Blue Jays have the oldest... With the average age at 30. And the youngest? Uh, Chicago White Sox at 26.2. All right. The oldest player in Major League Baseball right now is Bartolo Colon, 45 years old. Doesn't doesn't seem that far away. Nope. No, it doesn't, especially since my birthday is coming up next month. Oh, it is. It is, it is. Ah. Ah. No, that that did that didn't sound right, Andy. What? Nothing. Anyway, uh, Isaac's making noises, so I'm just yeah, mimicking yeah, him. Yep, yep, yep. So can we can we do our normal segment of like major purchases that kind of make sense but also don't make sense? Sure. Who bought Mike this time? Microsoft. Okay, Microsoft bought somebody. That's not surprising. Seven point five. Take a guess. Is it million or billion? Well, in this day and age, it's got to be billion. It is billion, <laughs> right? Seven point five million. We wouldn't even talk about it at this point. Seven point five billion dollars purchased GitHub. Oh, I was going to say like some VR company, some alternative reality, but GitHub? GitHub. GitHub. Microsoft bought GitHub. GitHub, like the the place that I go where, you know, people store their open source software for me to steal. Yes. 
well, not steel, but not steel, yes, because it's, it's open, open source. source. Yes. Now, like they have things on there saying like you can't use this for commercial use, and that's fine. That's what open source means. Like anyone yes. can well, just use the code. Some of the stuff there actually is allowed for commercial use. Yes, but it has to be specifically set so. Yeah. Uh Microsoft bought the 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 website. They bought GitHub. Really? Does the GitHub entirety. even make money? I don't think it does. I mean, like, there's a premium GitHub uh, level, um, which lets you do things like have private. Wait. Yeah, there there is some business level stuff that they have there. Uh, the revenue for GitHub was three hundred million. But what were their expenditures? Like that was the revenue. That's not what they made. That wasn't their no. profit. Uh, last August, the company said it had an annualized run rate of two hundred million, and in October, it said it was on track to book more than one hundred million a year from its enterprise products alone. So yes, no, I don't know what their profit is, but the revenue is st- the revenue is still three hundred million. So, so Microsoft purchased them, um, yes. causing most of the internet to absolutely freak out and go like, why? Why is Microsoft buying my code? And, oh, man, Microsoft has access to my code now because I host my code on GitHub and Microsoft now owns GitHub, which is, is just kind of amusing because, like, your code was hosted on GitHub. Microsoft already had access to the code. Everyone yeah. had access to the code. It's hosted on GitHub. You you literally hosted open source code. Yes, Microsoft has access to it. Uh, okay, so according to an income statement seen by Bloomberg, GitHub lost twenty seven million in the fiscal year that ended ended in January twenty sixteen. Yeah. So GitHub is doing this because they're running out of money. Yes. Why did Microsoft do this? Well, they're not buying it for revenue, that's for certain. It's mainly Like, they are not expecting to make a profit on this. No. They're doing it for the strategic value, though. What strategic value? Uh, Well, it's... How many people have signed up on the GitHub servers for their information that, you know, Microsoft can, you know, basically say, hey, you know, we've got all these Microsoft Enterprise suites here that you could do this, that, and the other thing for. Maybe... I think it. I think it's a gateway into the Microsoft uh, products. Oh, okay. So yeah, the article. In, there's one of the articles in this. One of the paragraphs in this article. Article in this paragraph. Yeah, that doesn't work. There is a paragraph in this article that kind of points out how Sun Microsystems spent a billion dollars to acquire MySQL. Yeah. Basically, Sun, you know, needed. Sun was getting threatened. Needed an answer, so they bought MySQL and used it to build certain Sun-specific advantages into the database that would make website built on Sun MySQL run 10 times faster than other solutions. Hmm. So you think Microsoft is going to build things into GitHub that, like, integrate with Microsoft Enterprise tools? I think so. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not against this because i don't think microsoft is going to do much to github like it's just there and it's going to be there but like i said it's a huge database let's see github currently has how many users as of june 2018 github reports having over 28 million users a lot of people 57 million repositories including 28 million okay so there are certain repositories on there that are not public right 
that's that's the private thing you can do. Yes. So I guess those people are now worried that Microsoft has their code, but like, okay, whatever. Yeah. If Microsoft steals your code, you sue them. I mean, good luck recognizing if they steal your code, but yeah, something else. You know, the, you look at they could be like, oh, look, you're you know, you've got code here for some cloud-based services. You know, we offer Microsoft cloud-based services here, and we could gladly give you a slight discount to make sure that you know. And just so you know, like you know, GitHub and Microsoft Cloud, they're teaming up, they're working together. It's you know, I could see this as a gateway into Microsoft Enterprise products. That's it. It makes okay. sense that way. I mean, it it had to make sense to someone at Microsoft to authorize a seven point five billion dollar investment yes they they figure they are getting something from this yes and let's be clear they bought github not git no git is just a program so you know if people can leave yeah you can host your own git repository yeah that's that's in fact the whole point of git but this one yeah i know this one uh just they spent a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But they now have a database of 28 million coders. Developers. Developers. Developers, 20- developers, developers. Yep, there you go. Oh, Steve Ballmer. That is uh, paying $7.5 billion for 28 million developers out there. That's a... that's a. But, like, what are they going to do with, like, start emailing them? I don't know. Didn't Microsoft buy uh, LinkedIn as well? yeah. I guess they just need to buy Dice.com, and then they have, like, the trifecta. Oh, jeez. God, I haven't been to Dice in forever. Cause you because I'm job. happily employed. <laughs> right. You, you have gainful employment. Why would you need to go to Dice? I'm just, oh, wow, this looks different. <laughs> oh, first article on Dice.com. Linux Foundation, cool, with Microsoft's GitHub purchase. I'm just curious to see what the uh, tech jobs available in our area are. Yeah, I'm kind of like, uh, do it, you know, would it... Actually, I mean, if I were to really look for new tech jobs, I don't know that I'd look in Madison. Let's see. HVAC engineer. What? <laughs> do, uh, do you have HVAC training, Andy? No. Why is that on dice? Um, quality analyst lead, maintenance technician, HVAC technician, maintenance technician, hardware QA engineer, HVAC. Why are there so many HVAC engineers? Mechanical engineer, manufacturing engineer? Because they're needed? I guess so. Data scientist, data scientist, big data. Ooh, ooh, Domino's Pizza is hiring a BI manager. A what? Business intelligence. Manager of BI will be responsible for leading the strategic design and implementation of our next-gen capabilities for structuring, storing, retrieving, analyzing, advancing our capabilities of embedding a blended view of descriptive, diagnostic, predictive, and prescriptive elements into our ecosystem. What? Holy word salad, Batman. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I'm looking up one here from Rumba Solutions. Data scientist slash BI architect will be part of harmonization, cleansing, and general preparation of data prior oh, to analysis. Oh, no, stop. Just just stop. <laughs> stop that right now. Oh, oh that's disgusting. What harmonization, the hell was that? cleansing, and general preparation of data. <laughs> no. No. Data scientists will develop the best analytical solution to solve the business question and ultimately present the proposal back to the functional business partner. 
No. Cleansing skills using a programming language? What the f- <laughs> What? Well, I mean, data cleansing is a thing. Well, yeah, yeah, I know. We, we had talked about that with you, you know, making sure that we all know what zero is. What? Didn't we talk? We talked about this during one of the random topics, right? Knowing it's like data standardization or something like that. I I mean, that's what data governance is. Yes, that's what. Yeah. I don't know where the what zero is comes in, but sure. Yeah. Everything else about that we talked about just seems so weird that like, yeah, Uh, sad times. Okay. The House did not schedule a vote. And who's shocked? No one at all. Nope. Uh, what this means, of course, is that since the House did not schedule a vote, unless they do like a surprise session tomorrow morning, net neutrality is dead. Which I have a feeling Paul Ryan is not going to schedule a surprise vote. No, no. That's it. That's a nice fight. Um, What's next? Which is to say, how do we get it back? Um, How do we get it back? Yep. Uh, We either get the courts to rule that what was passed uh, was unconstitutional. Well, but I mean, it wasn't right. It's it's literally a repeal of something. Yes. So that's not really an avenue for us to go down. Well, the courts. Well, there there is courts fighting this. There have been uh, things filed against the FCC. Okay. So we got to see how those play out. But there, it won't stop this, right? Like it's happening. Yes. This. This. Yeah. There. There's nothing that can happen between now and tomorrow. And- and tomorrow, which is to say, for many of you today or, or even previously this week, yeah, it's kind of sad. Yeah, so more than 170 representatives have already signed the discharge position. It looks like, but we needed 218 signatures to force it to a vote. Yes. So, oh, uh, get out there in November. Get out there sooner than November. A lot of places are having their primaries. Yeah, ours is in August. Your primary? Yes. Yep. Get to your primaries, get to the polls, go there in November, vote. It's a little depressing. Okay, so there's... Oh, we've got a... We have a senator? We have... Oh, we have one of our senator things up this year. Which one? Oh, Debbie Stabenow's seat. Ah, hopefully hold on to that. Mm -hmm. First district representative in Congress, two-year term position... Uh, both of the, uh, one Democrat has withdrawn, the other one has been disqualified. Oops. Disqualified, disqualified. Hmm. I don't even know this website existed, but this is actually kind of interesting. What site? Oh, it's, um, something, it's a third party site of the, uh, Secretary of State here in Michigan. Oh, well, that's less useful for the rest of us. Yeah. Um... What else we got? Oh, speaking of the FCC and net neutrality, yeah. uh, one of the FCC commissioners resigned. Which one? Uh, Mignon Clyburn. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mignon was stepping down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, she's one of the, the Democratic commissioners. Yes. And so that made people a little nervous. Uh, but thankfully, it is like required to be a split. Yes, it's required to be a three-two Democrat and Republican positions. Right. Or sorry, this way, the other way, it's three-two Republican Democrats right now. Well, it's it's required to be three-two. Period. Yes. It it doesn't matter who has the three. It just matters that it is three to two. Yes. Um. So it is the president's job to nominate a replacement, and he actually did. He nominated Jeffrey Starks at the recommendation of Chuck Schumer. 
Yeah, not much people know about him, though. Granted, he was an assistant bureau chief at the Enforcement Division for the past three years, and before then was a senior counsel for the Justice Department, I'm guessing under the Obama administration. But that's all people know about him. Yep. Not that it makes much difference. Like, the the Republicans have the majority, and they're going to go and vote in a block. So whatever Ajit Pai wants, Ajit Pai gets. Yes, especially since... Didn't, isn't one of the other commissioners used to, like, work for Ajit Pai? Yep. Yep. One of the Republican ones? Yep. Was, like, the his aide? Yep. So speaking of FCC and technology and that sort of thing, that France, I want to get your take on this. France says that students will be banned from using their mobile phones anywhere on school grounds starting in September. Okay. Good luck enforcing it. Yep. Um, I don't know. Mixed like initial reaction is cool. We'll see how it works. Yeah. Outlaw children's phones in nursery, primary, and middle schools. Oh, until around the age of 15. Okay. So high schoolers still get their phones. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. Oh, uh, we should also report because this doesn't happen very often and we get to report it this year. Uh, a, a triple crown winner. Ooh, really? Justify won the. Derby, the Preakness, and the Belmont Stakes. Which is, wow, because I heard the Belmont Stakes was supposed to be super muddy this year. Yeah, well, all three of them were, actually. So, like, that okay. worked out to his favor. This is a horse that runs really well in mud. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the Kentucky Derby was pretty bad this year as well. The the Preakness was like a monsoon. Like, it was pouring rain. The, uh, the rest so, wait, of his life. A, yep. There was a 37-year gap... Between affirmed and American Ferrero? Wow. Pharaoh. Pharaoh. Yeah, I know, but it's misspelled. Yes, but his name is Pharaoh. Not Ferrero. There's only one R. The misspelling is the O and the A. So, okay, so... For a while, okay, so 1919, 1930, 1935, 1937, 1941, 1946, and it, it seems that's weird. It's weird like that, where there's, you know, a big gap and then a whole bunch of them in a row. Pretty, um, you know, not every year, but, you know, yeah, close together. And then there's a big gap and a couple of them close together and then a big gap. And now, you know, two of them in the last three years. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know what the statistics say about that, but that's just interesting. It may have something to do with, like, the breeding, because the, the races are for three-year-olds i want to say it might be two-year-olds it's a really good thing laura's not here right now <laughs> she would chastise you on your horse knowledge she'd, she'd be very upset that i don't remember if it's for three-year-olds or two-year-olds and i'm pretty sure it's for three-year-olds yeah kentucky derby is open to three-year-old thoroughbreds and it's the first of the three they're open to three-year-olds gotcha now to be clear three-year-old is a little wonky because it's the the year you are born. So like if if the horse is born really late in the year, then they are younger than the other horses at this race. So like if they're born in December in late December, sucks to be you when you're like a couple weeks old, you're a year old. Oh. That's yeah, that's crappy. Well, so you want horses born early in the year. When was Justify born? Justify was born on March 28th of 2015. So, yeah, he was pretty early into the year. Yep, relatively early. 
and just wow. Oh my God! Here's a picture of the the, the Preakness because you you were wondering how wet it was. Oh my gosh! <laughs> That's <laughs> wow. It's, it's like horse racing. You know that scene in Fellowship of the Rings. When the horses made of water are coming down the river, that's kind of what this looks like. <laughs> wow. Yep. All right. So what else but we there's, got? There's a here. winner. So that's kind of cool, right? Yeah. Triple crown does not happen very often. No, it hadn't happened in my lifetime. Until like a couple years ago. Until a couple years ago. And all of a sudden there's two of them. It's like, what? I wonder. Oh, I should send an email to like my building at work. We, we, I work in the stable. Okay. Right. The building yeah. is themed after a stable on a horse, like on a, on a farm. And so one of our decorations that we have around the building is all of the previous triple crown winners. Oh, are they going to have to put a, uh, I don't know. I'll have to email facilities and say like, Hey, do we get one for justify now? It's really cool. Cause it's got like their, their story. It's got their history. It's this little thing about like, here's the horse and what they did and when they won and who they were. Hmm. That's kind of neat. Yeah. Maybe you should hold hold like a celebration. I'm like, hey, new triple crown winner. Yay. Ooh. Huh. The Michigan Court of Appeals ordered this week that an anti-political gerrymandering measure be placed on the November ballot. Go and vote. Yeah, the board of state canvassers had has delayed putting the measure on the ballot due to the court due to the court challenge. But now, yeah, the uh, go and vote. Grumble, grumble, grumble. Uh, a very large truck company. Um, Mac? No. Peterbilt. No, I'm trying to remember which one it is without looking. Daimler. Oh yes, they. <laughs> that is that is a big trucking company. Yes, they they own Freightliner. Okay. So when you're driving around and you see like Freightliner trucks, those are Daimler. Uh, they are investing heavily in electric and automated trucks. So Tesla may have pushed the bounds, but other people are starting to fall in. Uh, Daimler is has developed two models, both based off of existing Freightliner models, the E-Cascadia and the E-M2. They're both electric trucks, both of about a 200-mile range. Oh, I love this. They're, uh, they're not putting them in production. They're just uh, handing out 30 of yeah. them to select customers. Yep. They're like, we aren't sure if we really want to do this yet, so here's some ones for you guys to try. Whereas Tesla's like, we're going whole hog into this. You have to pay out the ass if you want one. Well, that's, that, hey, that's one way of testing in the real world is to literally put them in <clears throat> the real world. Which is good, though, because, yeah, no, the miles per gallon of trucks are not that great. No, but it's it's not in that case. You don't want to think about mile per gallon, right? You want to think about mile per gallon per ton of freight. Yes, true. Because, yes, a truck gets really bad miles per gallon. How many miles per gallon would it be for all of the vans that it would require to move the same amount? But then also compare it to miles per gallon per freight of like, you know, a diesel locomotive. Sort yeah. Of thing. Yeah. A train. Trains are going to be way more efficient. Mm -hmm. But then it comes down to the last, what, 100 miles, right? Yes. Well, these trucks have a 200 mile range. That's what these are for is the last 200 miles. Huh. And this one just looks like just a... Right, regular like a, pickup a box truck. van. 
Yeah. Not, not a pickup truck, but it's, it's like a box van. Yeah, there's a box van, and then there's the actual semi van. Uh, Blizzard is hiring. We missed that when we were talking about tech companies hiring. We should have probably mentioned it. Blizzard is Overwatch? Looking... Nope, Diablo. What? Yeah. They're looking for a dungeon artist for an unannounced Diablo project. A dungeon artist. The job title is Dungeon Artist, comma, Diablo. That is that is literally the job title, the posting. Uh, we're working on a new unannounced Diablo project, which I guess is kind of an announcement. Like, that's it, it says that in the job description. Are you a skilled dungeon artist? Come with us. We'll work together to build something exceptional. Man, I, I'd like Blizzard as a company. Three years experience with world building and efficiently putting together in-game environments. Yeah. I mean, they're not looking for entry level. No. You, you need to be good. This is Blizzard we're talking about. <laughs> what other job? Cover letters should include why you are interested in working at Blizzard and what games you are currently playing. <laughs> yep. Oh, so there's another one for a senior dungeon artist. Ooh, what are the requirements here? Uh, five years experience. That's what it takes to be a senior is, is another two years. Technical artist, visual effects artist, uh, lead animator, 3D environment artist. These are all for unannounced project, which means they're all for this Diablo project. Wow. Oh, that's because it's all art animation. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, okay. Andy, yeah, there's a global broadcast producer position. Yes, but I would have to be in Irvine full time. Yes. You don't want to move to California? I do not want to move to California. Engineering. That's a lot of software. Oop, yep, there it is. Software engineer, graphics, Diablo, gameplay animation, gameplay, Diablo. They're working on something. Don't know what, but they're working on something. Responsibilities, assist in budget planning, as well as execution of budget. <clears throat> provide clear direction to support team members and regular updates to stakeholders. You you have essentially saying you have to go to meetings. Yes. How's your PowerPoint? <laughs> it's pretty damn good, actually. Program management, PR, QA, security, VX. Wow, that's a lot of job openings at Blizzard. Well, right now, according to the jobs report, I think there's actually more job openings than there are uh, people for the first time in, like I think, a long time. Cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, U.S. job openings rise, exceeding number of unemployed people. Keep in mind, unemployed means people who are looking for jobs. Mm -hmm. It also does not include underemployed. Nope. Which are people who have jobs, but it's really not quite enough. No. Uh, I think we're ready for our randoms. Yes. Yes, we are ready for our randoms. If you would be so kind. Yes, my random review is for the New York Times crossword app. Haven't we yes, done the this? New York Times. Uh, no, I talked about the websites. Okay, but uh, they used to have an app out for iOS <laughs> only, and it sucked so much. Okay. Well, plus it was also for iOS only. Yeah, so you, so know. you couldn't do anything with it. Nope. But they finally came out one. For Android devices. The NY Times hyphen crossword. Yes. For uh, Android. The uh, the iPhone one is like New York Times crossword, I think. Okay. And? <clears throat> um, it's quite nice, actually. Because, you know, well, I, I pay for the um, subscription for the New York Times, which, you know, allows me to access the entire archive for it. So I have the entire... 20 years of puzzles. 
Yep, from 1993. Well, actually, technically, it's basically the start of 1994 all the way up till today. Okay. On my phone. Whenever you All want. of the crossword puzzles. But you need to have a subscription to the New York Times or to New York Times crosswords. Yes, and I think there is... Um, um, yeah, you can, they have, they have a daily mini puzzle that's free. They also have uh, puzzle packs that you can buy, but yeah, it's no, it's, it's so nice, especially uh, on my phone. Cause you know, trying to look at the whole crossword puzzle itself on a mm-hmm. phone is kind of hard to do. Mm-hmm. So they have an option there where it just lists the clue, which is, you know, antlered Yellowstone Denzians, and it just gives me four squares. So it gives me just the the clue and the one specific answer. So it's like, okay, four letters, antlered Yellowstone Denzians. It's going to be Elks. So I can type in Elks, and then that was an across. If I go to the down section of this, mm-hmm. Elks is put in there for the clues for um for the the down answers. So like you know nine down, smiley face or frowny face. It starts with an E. Los Angeles Hoopers starts with an L. So I can you know I can quickly just. If I know the answer, I can quickly just type it in. I don't have to look at the actual grid unless I need to. Mm. It's actually how my my aunt does crosswords is without looking at the grid at all. So yeah, no, it's a it's a it's a nice way of doing a crossword app. How much with. is the the subscription? That is an excellent question. I haven't actually looked in a while. I've just had it up on Auto Renew. New York Times crossword. Let's see. Seven dollars a month, or forty dollars a year. Yeah, so I have the forty dollars a year one. I don't want to pay that much just for a crossword. Well, there. You, well, like I said, you could also just you know do the other the websites. So I think I wonder if the USA Today has a uh, crossword app. Let's see. Nope, don't really see the app here. Well, that's too bad. Well, I'll I'll do some digging around. Okay. And see. Go for it. See if there's a, a there's a free app for you know USA Today and the LA Times and that sort of stuff. Yeah, but those crosswords aren't nearly as good as the New York Times crossword. I'm sorry. I mean, like NYT is 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 what I refer to as like top quality crossword. Yes, I agree on that one. But yeah, no, it's uh, I'll do some digging around and see if there's more on there. But yes, if you currently you know subscribe to the New York Times. Then this is awesome. You know, yes, then this is wonder, awesome. Or if I, you know you subscribe specifically for the New York Times crossword puzzle, which is what I do. Yep, that's a, my parents awesome. have a subscription to the New York Times. I wonder if you can get in via that way. I probably can. Should check that out. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so yes, it's 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 a it's a nice crossword app. I like it. Okay. <laughs> I'll I'll have to take your word for it. Plus. Uh, I can, you know, I've got it, it all, they also have it, you know, I can do it on my tablet and other stuff there. And, you know, I can pop between mm-hmm. different, you know, platforms and it will sync my, uh, it will sync my progress. Oh, nice. Granted, I do say that, oh, um, nothing's better than actually doing it on actual pen and paper, but sometimes you don't have the pen and paper available. Oh. Try doing it without looking at the grid. So wait, I, I'm not allowed to um, look at how many clues the answer is. So you you can because you can always figure it out. But like you you can you end up building the grid without looking at the grid. You only look at the clues. Oof, that's that's like harder than I want to do right now. Yep, that's that's what my aunt does. She takes the New York Times crossword and then covers the grid and starts drawing and ends up recreating the grid. Hmm. Uh, random topic. 
Random topic rolled ahead of time. Yeah. Who is Jay Gould and would he make a good CEO of Comcast? Who is Jay Gould? Jay Gould was a railroad developer. Oh. Hey, I'm guessing this is a Hans question. Really? <laughs> a railroad developer? Oh, what's the name of the guy in in um The Flash? Garrick. His name is Jay Garrick in The Flash. He was the first Flash before Barry Allen. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Jay Garrick. Uh, who is Jay Gould? I don't know. He's some dude. What did he do? He was a railroad pioneer, developer, speculator, was portrayed, has been portrayed as one of the ruthless robber barons of the Gilded Age. So probably? I mean, what does it take to be a good CEO of Comcast? Are we talking Comcast now? Because Comcast now is already pretty much entrenched. Yeah, like, it's really hard to screw up being the CEO of Comcast right now. I don't know. I'm... I'm (laughs) Hell if I know on this one. I only know what the internet tells me about Jay Gould. And the internet tells me he was ruthless. And... You know, I'm going to go out on a limb and say he he lived for about uh, 56 years. I'm going to say no. He would not make a successful Comcast uh, CEO because his expectations of what businesses should be and should do, like, he, he just wouldn't be able to transfer that from what he knew in the 1800s to the now 2000s. Also... Our diseases would probably murder him. By 1882, he had a controlling interest in 15% of the country's railway tracks. He detained a controlling interest in the Western Union Telegraph Company, in elevated railways in New York City. Okay, in 1899, Gould organized the Terminal Railroad Association of St. Louis, which acquired a bottleneck in East-West Railroad traffic at St. Louis. I thought Chicago was the bottleneck, but I guess St. Louis also <clears throat> was a bottleneck. I don't think he'd be ready for the global market. If if we, you know, revived him and brought him up to modern era and dropped him as the current CEO of Comcast, I feel like looking at some of his things here, he was a lot of speculating and stock market finagling. He he he, he was more of a investor it looks like. He he was more of a controller. He was a he was a gobbler, which, you know, Comcast in its current state is doing can't just that. Any bigger. <laughs> well, it can. It wants to, right? Yeah, I don't think it can. You, know, <laughs> you think the, the Justice Department would step in and be like, no, no, stop it. Well, we'll find out, you know, tomorrow with the AT&T Time Warner announcement. Which has nothing to do with Comcast. Uh, they're announcing that tomorrow? Yeah, that should be. Well, the judge said it, he was expected to uh, rule on that. All right. <clears throat> Well, that'll be interesting to see. We will, I'm sure, report on it next week. Mm-hmm. He's expected to give a shortened version of his opinion and remarks around 4 p.m. on Tuesday. Okay. Well, I think so. that is, uh, that's it then. Yep, uh, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you.